Episode 15 of the Mainly M&M Show. Uh, this episode is called Level Up and I'm delighted to have my hosts. I've got Jake, I've got Blake and I've got Ross. How are you guys? It's all good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So I've got a few topics that I want to discuss. Uh, you know, quite a f- Nothing majorly has happened recently, M&M related news, but there has been a couple of milestones that have happened. Um, but first of all, I'd like to just briefly discuss uh, artificial intelligence and what it's doing in the music industry just now. For those that might not know, there's a lot of computer systems now uh, that can take you know voices of your favourite artists and make a completely new song from it. Uh, well, a few people have managed to create a beat. Someone has wrote lyrics, and then they've either got you know a weekend, a Drake, sometimes an Eminem voice um, to basically go over it. So it sounds like a totally new song. So Ross, what is your over the last couple of weeks? It, there has been a lot sort of popping up. Uh, what what's your opinion on them? I I can only really see it about being bad, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I, it only in the sense that. It could make some artists very lazy um, or it's going to take a lot of money from artists that have passed away and maybe left lyrics behind that haven't had a chance to record yet. So they can they can sort of commercialise on the idea of, oh, it's post, post-mortem release, but is it really? Because also mm. it's being made with AI. I think, I, I remember there was that clip of um, David Guetta using an AI uh, voice of Eminem for a song and it was about like he wanted it wanted the lyrics to be about future rave music that's right like, yeah what what why would he ever get involved with that like, no. <laughs> it's just not right and that's where i think it, it becomes a bit of an issue in the sense that you can start seeing a lot of artists make or see or do content they would never normally do because mm-hmm. it's weird that because he has obviously used that a couple of times at shows mm. but he's not allowed to officially release it but i'm quite surprised that that no one from Eminem's team even said to him, like, listen, we appreciate you're showing, you know, good interest in Eminem, but, you know, we'd prefer that you probably don't use that voice or whatever, but I suppose it was only a, what, five or six second sort of loop. Um, but it's it's interesting, Blake, what's your, your sort of overall view on it? Yeah, so it's a, um, it's it's a little bit of a weird one, to be fair, mate, because... My my issue is that well, there's two issues. One, um, you can't copyright AI music. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, because, like I say, it's not actually any particular artist or anyone created the music. It is literally all computer generated. Um, now, for me, of other than some old Eminem style voices, I've not heard any ones which actually excite me in terms uh, of what's you know like what i've heard the actual lyric quality of it i mean i've seen a couple of smart ones i'm sure a lot of people have seen the one where it's like um if my name is was made today um that that was okay but like I say it just um 
Then I've it's I've seen a few Michael Jackson ones. I've seen a few Drake ones, which have been very impressive. Mm. Um, I think in terms of the the AI music as a whole, it'd be good for like the Michael Jackson ones because those artists are no longer here. So yeah. it creates a sense of nostalgia for people. Or it creates a sense of joy because that artist, um, like they can hear that artist in terms of brand new music. Whereas, you know, Eminem's not 1999 Eminem anymore. Do you know what I mean? He's evolved, he's adapted. And all these AI versions, lyrically, they're not on par with what Eminem would have actually been. They do sound a little bit robotic and static at the same time, like very stiff in the voices, which is understandable just because of how dynamic his voice actually was. Yeah. And like Ross said earlier, it is a very lazy way. If artists decide to use this, you know... At this point, I look at it like it's just a big scam because, like, like forget about the copyright uh, section of it for the time being. You know, if an artist can actually sit there, master how the voice sounds on AI, all they've got to do is write a couple of words up for it, let the AI do its thing, you know, and they could potentially make millions of something that they've not even done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so, that, so at that point, it becomes a scam-like effect to the consumer. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's it's not it is not genuine. So it does it would take away a lot of the fun, like for the artists as well. Um, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting one. That there's a there's a few that I've seen. There's there was one that was uh, Michael Jackson, and and he was doing a cover of Daft Punk's "Get Lucky," which was quite good. But I think people are going to start getting a bit tired of hearing. Here's David Bowie singing a Beatles song, or here's. Like the weekend singing a Justin Bieber song, I think when that's already getting quite boring. Um, what is interesting is that you know you have ghostwriters that can then start writing verses and then putting you know a, a, an artist's voice over it. Um, what I, what I think is going to happen in the future, it's it's difficult to obviously predict, but you could see uh, some sort of YouTube or Spotify music streaming site that would basically be AI but there would probably be a clause in the contract that would allow the artist to actually get maybe 50 or 70% of the royalties so the artist could end up start making money out of it um, don't know how how it would go um, don't know how successful it would be it, the, it the, the be only way it would work for me is like for example the Michael Jackson ones a lot of them I've seen um, is either Michael Jack like young like for example I saw one actually earlier today it was actually young Michael Jackson doing um, You Are Not Alone mm-hmm. um, or I saw one it was Michael Jackson doing I think a weekend song just because of how similar they sound yeah but the only way I could see that happen in terms of royalties is if it's like a um, so 50% of royalties would go to the Michael Jackson estate and then the other 50% would actually go to the weekend um, uh-huh. Just then that way it's split down the middle. But like I say, it is a little bit of a grey area because even though it's their voices, you know, it's I, you can't copyright your voice. Yeah, you can right. copyright like your title and your logo. Your actual, and yeah, stuff like your that. Name and stuff like that. That, that's when it starts becoming a grey area. But like you said, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how you know the music industry evolves over the next couple of years. Uh, I mean, you can sort of understand if there is, you know, Beatles fans that would love to hear a John Lennon song that 
has never been done before. I can understand the sort of aspect of someone that's no longer here or no longer making music, but I feel that for current artists, I'm hoping people will eventually get a little bit tired of, of AI. Uh, from that respect anyway but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens anyway over the next couple of years um, so yeah I just only wanted to briefly talk about the AI and just got your sort of views on it guys so we'll move on to more important stuff now which is M&M related news um, so the Marshmallows LP has hit its 23rd anniversary last week uh, diamond certified it sold 34.3 million worldwide sales and yes yeah, arguably one of the the best hip-hop albums of all time so i'm going to put you in the spot guys i'm going to ask you what your sort of favorite tracks from the album are just two or three uh, jake what 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 do you remember first of all of this album because i know that you're what, what age were you when this album dropped uh when this album dropped i don't think I was actually born. Um, <laughs> no, wait, yeah, that's, if that's done 21, I would have been, yeah, I would have been one or two years old, possibly. So when was the first time you heard the album? Uh, first time I heard that album. Um, if we're talking like the full album, like the full experience of it, I was probably 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on a few songs, obviously, you know, everyone's heard The Real Sun Shady at least once or twice in their life. Um, in that case, I was around about eight, nine years old at the time of hearing that. So, yeah. Um, so, but as I remember when it first came out, mate, I could not tell you a thing. <laughs> so, top three songs uh, from the album. Ooh, top three. Um, Marshall Mothers definitely is one of them. Um, I think I'm Back as well. I really, really like that song. Uh, the third one, though. So that's that's a bit of a hard one to try and find a third because a lot of people are going to expect it to say something like Stan or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think I'm I think it's actually going to be Criminal, well, one of the later songs on the album. Yeah, one right at the end of that album, uh, track mm-hmm. number eighteen, I think it was from it. So yeah, I, that was the that was the first actual track of Eminem where I'd learned every single lyric to, mm-hmm. um, and was able to you know like do the whole thing without even hearing him the words that was the first song that i could actually hear so i will yeah criminals my third one for the album there. excellent ross do you have a marshall mothers lp story uh what age would you have been or if you were even born and when did you sort of first listen to the album well i was born in 98 so i would have been about what well, a couple of years old again so i didn't really mm-hmm. pay attention to obviously being tiny but i think the first time i had this i heard this album my dad used to have one of those like cd wallets his car and uh he'd always let us pick the music and there was only a couple albums on there that we'd had and by the time we got around to being able to have our own phones it was you know going onto websites to try and find a way to download that album because i didn't have it on cd mm-hmm. um the only sort of main story i've got with it is i had a recent first time listen on vinyl because i bought the well i got the album for my birthday last year on vinyl from a vintage little shop over in in brighton and uh, yeah, it was quite quite nice actually being able to sit there and listen to it, sort of on a yeah retro retro machine. But yeah, I don't really I wouldn't say I listen to it too much when I was younger because it was more, yeah. I was more about the Eminem show, etc. So yeah, um, so if you were to choose sort of three three of your favorite tracks from the album, what, what would they be? I'd probably go um, "Who Knew," uh, "The Way I Am," and "I'm Back," and then my honorable mention would be Marshall Mathers. 
Um, I do obviously like Stan, but again, it's quite commercial. Um, mm-hmm. If I go to this album, the ones I talk sort of, yeah tend to heavily repeat would be Who Knew, um, I'm Back and The Way I Am. Uh, no, good choices. Uh, Blake, yourself, any story for, from the Marshall LP that, you know, when did you start to first listen to the album? Um, well, it was my brother who actually introduced the album to me. Um, mate, it's, it's bad. I was about four or five when I first heard the album, you know, that's bad, <laughs> that. Um, to be fair, it made me throw up when all you, like, when I hear you in Moscow, oh, yeah, I was alive when it came out, and I wasn't even alive, mate. It makes, <laughs> makes me feel ill. Uh, uh, but, no, in, in terms of stories, not really, no, mate. Yeah, it's uh, got three from the album. Now, are we going the original release where it had 19 tracks, or are we just going the more common release with the 18 tracks? Either or, to be fair, just whatever. Right, if, if we're going with the one with the 19th track... I'm going to say um, Marshall Mathers, Drug Ballad, and The Kids. The, the, South, the South Park inspired track. Brilliant. That is a brilliant song. Absolutely brilliant track that is. Um, and yeah, you're, you're right, because that wasn't included in the original version. But for some bizarre reason, it was actually included in the UK original version, which I don't know why that was the case, but it was like more a sort of a clean version album, wasn't it? But... It ended up getting it must have been some sort of copyright issue, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fortunate to have that original copy with the uh, with the kids on it, mm-hmm. so I'm quite lucky to have that. But I I I can't believe they took it off. It's such a funny track. I know, I know, it's funny. It's a good one. Um, yeah, my my story. Obviously, I am a little bit older than you guys. Um, so I would have been, I think I was nine uh, when the album came out. Don't really remember. Like the release or or anything like that, I just remember that Stan um, was all over like the, the UK radio at the time, and uh, my dad had bought the he went into HMV and he bought the Stan CD single, which would have been probably I don't know what month it was, but it couldn't have been too far uh, away from sort of Christmas time. Uh, and then for that Christmas, uh, Christmas two thousand, I got um, the album, and yeah, it was. Yeah, I was nine as well, so it was like you know, some of it was you know, very you know hard hard shit to listen to. Um, so I ended up getting the album taken off me. Um, my my dad walked into my room and I think Under the Influence was playing, and you know you've got a nine year old shouting singing the chorus. So yeah, I basically got the album taken off me for maybe four or five weeks, and then I think I got it back again. <laughs> but it was a that was a funny story. Um, for, Three favourite tracks from myself, probably go with Marshall Mathers, I'm Back and The Way I Am. Um, I would say that they are um, probably the three, three best, in my opinion, from, from that album. Um, recently as well, I don't know if any of you have been, uh, any fans out there that have seen our Instagram or, or TikTok, uh, but we've been posting a couple of Marshall Mathers LP albums. Uh, so uh, interviews from artist uh, Ed Sheeran uh, said that his uncle bought him the Marshall Mathers LP uh, when it came out, uh, and he said that the album did sort of him going and going through the verses and getting used to it and wrapping it back. Um, he allegedly says that it cured his stutter, 
uh, which was something else as well. I nearly, I nearly, did, I nearly messed my stutter up there actually, just even speaking about that. Um, but yeah, so he he was talking about that. Kendrick Lamar was also discussing the album as well and how uh, that's how we got into sort of music, which was reading going through the ad libs of the album as well. So yeah, quite a good few stories about the album over the years, and yeah, it's really good to see artists you know, praising it as well, which they have. Uh, so, yeah, that was the Marshall Mars LP that turned 23. The next milestone is the Eminem show, which has hit 21. That is the same. That is also a diamond-selling album, and it sold, uh, I believe it was around about 36.8 million uh, worldwide sales as of just now. So, uh, Jake, again, the sort of don't really need to go through the story mode or anything, but if you had uh, three favourite tracks from the album, what would they be? Uh, for the Eminem show, um, always my three favourite tracks and they're never going to change. And something I've thought of for many of years is Say Goodbye to Hollywood. It's an amazing song. I don't care what anyone says there. Um, Soldier and White America, the opening tracks of the album. Yeah, Say Goodbye Hollywood was it's unbelievable, that song. And it's only maybe over the last two or three years that I've been properly like, fucking hell, I forgot how good this song was. So that is on my playlist quite a lot these days. And I do think it's quite underrated. I mean, there is a lot of good tracks off that album, but I don't really hear many people talking about it, um, especially on Twitter and stuff like that. Oh, exactly. It's a track that seems to be kind of slept on in terms of people talking about. Like, obviously, it gets streams and stuff, but you don't hear people talking about it and stuff, which it's kind of strange because when you actually ask so many people what is in your top three, a lot of people always turn around and say, say goodbye to Hollywood is. But you never see anyone actually talking about why it is or you know, what it's there for and stuff like that. I mean, my reasons I've said many times in previous episodes that we've done. Um, but no, it's strange how you, as yes, as I say, yeah, you don't really see anyone talking about it. I know, uh, Blake. What about yourself? I'm going to put you on the spot again. <laughs> What's your your top three from um, this album? Well, my top three are actually all back to back on the actual album. So mm-hmm. mine, well, two of them are the same as Jake's. Uh, mine's uh, Soldier, Say Goodbye to Hollywood, and Drips. Mm. Um, choice. I, I think Drips is one of the mother songs which is uh, heavily slept on like the, the flow, the beat everything on it it's, um, it, it's just a beautifully done track and um, I'm just going to quickly touch back onto the Say Goodbye to Hollywood as much as we all hate the instrumentals which has come out on re-released albums recently Say Goodbye to Hollywood is the one instrumental I wish was on there yeah I agree with that not put it on is that produced by Eminem? Must have been there. Eh? I, I believe it was. Yeah. So yeah, you wouldn't have an issue to try and you know upload it or like put it on an album. But um, aye, that is a brilliant track, isn't it? It really is. And uh, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the film. But the first time I actually remember hearing it, um, it was actually on the end credits of a film that came out in two thousand and six. Um. I can't remember the name of the film. I'm sure, I'm sure someone listening might know the film I'm on about. Um, but that's actually the first time I heard the song on the end credits of a um, big Hollywood film. Ah, I never knew that myself. Actually, no, that's yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, if anyone knows that, drop us a little comment on Twitter over the next couple of days. Um, maybe even try and have a look on 
on Google later on as well to see see what what it is. But yeah, it's it's a it's a great song. Uh, Ross, I'd say it was Ground Dogs, but I'm not sure, mate. I I don't even think that's a film, but uh, nah, but we'll look we'll look into that anyway. Uh, Ross, what about your yourself? What's your top three from this, this album? Uh, I quite like probably in in no order, but Business I really enjoy. Um, I've always quite enjoyed that song. Uh, thing for the moment and probably Superman. And then honorable mentions will go to like till I collapse because yeah that that song's nuts. I think everyone that goes to the gym has that on their playlist, even if they don't oh, yeah. listen to Eminem. So, but yeah, I've always had a soft spot for business. I always thought that gets overlooked. I see people sort of take the piss out of it because it's the whole him rhyming orange thing, but it's more the fact that that song sounded like he had fun making it for me. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like yeah, it's a, it's a good feel good song. Yeah. What what about the uh, oh Chris? I forget what I was going to say there. Was something about the Eminem show? Yeah, it was the vinyl. Did any of you have any of you got the the newly released expanded edition on vinyl? No, I don't. Um, is that the one where of... is that the one where the cover of it is supposed to be like a TV that's out of service, or are you just talking about the main like expanded Not, uh, edition? One? Expand, yeah, the, the just the one with the blue curtain that's like available. Like, oh, just okay, no, general. But no, I, I noticed. I, I see. I, I collect a lot of his vinyls, but. Like that's the only sort of one that I've not got because I looked at the price, it was like ninety five between ninety five and over a hundred pounds. Okay. And I was thinking, why is it that dear? I can understand there is instrumentals and in that, so it would maybe be maybe four LPs as opposed to two possibly, but I I do think that's heavy steep. I've got a lot. I've got a few vinyls that are sort of three and four like LPs and they're nowhere near as dear as that so I don't know if that's a, an import issue or, or whatever but um, it's yeah I'm going to maybe eventually get it but I'll, I think I'll wait for it to maybe go down in place yeah. a little bit I'm, I'm going to ask you boys a question now and you know I'd, I'd like to think we could say this in confidence I'm sure a lot of people will be thinking it at home now obviously Ross mentioned Superman if no one here tells me that they do the voice from Superman safely in the car no matter what journey you're making if you don't make that female voice on Superman you're a liar (laughs) I'm not having it (laughs) rotten pieces oh that's great (laughs) yeah mate you you have to especially the start bit when like nah you have to it's it's part of the energy of the song (laughs) it is is true So, aye, so guys, that was yeah, that was the Eminem show that has hit its twenty twenty first anniversary. Um, we will revisit these albums um, probably next year or so uh, when when they sort of go back to their anniversaries again. So you know, we obviously have done uh, a Kamikaze episode and a Relapse episode as well. So we, we will get to these other two albums uh, sooner rather than later. Um, the next topic I would like to briefly discuss is Recovery. Um, so released in 2010, uh, it has now officially sold over 20 million uh, worldwide sales uh, and it is now Eminem's third uh, highest selling album around the world. Uh, of course, the Eminem show at number one and the Marshall Manor's LP at number two. So, yeah, lads, quite a big moment for that because I don't think many expected it to happen maybe as quickly as that. You know, 20, 20 million is impressive for an album that's only really been out for, what, maybe 13 years or so. So what was yeah, that, yeah. 
most of you will remember this album dropping that I would imagine um, that you would have been at a relatively better age than, than the other two albums. So, uh, Ross, what what was your memories from when you know the world sort of dropped uh, when he when he came out with this this album? What was your your sort of opinion when it happened? This was like uh, sort of peak high school days for me or secondary school days for me. This is when you Bluetooth music to your phone to your friends because someone's playing Not Afraid on your lunch break. And then you'd go home and I think he actually had uh, Won't Back Down was on one of the Call of Duty games at the time. I think it was Mm -hmm. uh, Black Ops. You played zombies and it came on. So that was quite cool. I remember him being everywhere. This This had a lot of radio play and he also was in White Trash Party was in a couple of years later in that film Project X. Which I really enjoy as well. It's a good film if you if you want to check that out. That house party just gets um way out of control and yeah, yeah loads loads of kids in like the garden blaring like white trash party whilst just eating loads of ecstasy. It's quite funny. But, and for uh, a seventeen year old birthday party as well. That was, yeah, you hilarious. really wonder what the eighteenth is going to be like. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I remember this album quite well. Um, this was like probably one of my favorite and probably his mo- one of his most consistent albums. There's not a lot of songs to skip on this for me. But, uh, yeah, again, I've got a soft spot for um, Cinderella Man. Yeah, that is like that is another song that has sort of entered a lot of gym playlists as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. a lot of, sort of boxing, you know, boxing sort of music as well. Uh, what would your, your, obviously that's one of your top songs, but what would, what would your other sort of two songs be? Uh no love 100% because I loved the fact that he came back from his hiatus and just decided instead of like he said picking on um, all the other artists that were sort of making music at the time he decided to make music with them so him and Bill Wayne I want them to make more music now so no love's definitely up there and I pro- number three is a hard pick because it really sort of depends on the mood I'm in but yeah I'll probably go and say On Fire or Cold Wind Blows both of those are, are, are really hard yeah Cold Wind Blows has to be you know, one of the best intros to an album, I think. Yeah, like, I love the I love the public service announcements from back in the day or whatever. But in terms of a number one track, you know, you're you're it's definitely up there without it's a doubt. Premonition energy. Yeah, I actually is as well. Um, Blake, what is your opinion of the album as well? Uh, do you remember it fondly when it dropped? Yeah, for me, it's um for me it's the best album he's done obviously I know people are going to have differing opinions on that one but it's the one that I've sunk the most time into um, for me um, obviously I know you've got iconic tracks on other albums but for me it has the most replay value mm-hmm. uh, just because of all the different various ranges of tracks like um, like Ross said you know uh, that song with Lil Wayne instead of you know when he was going through a bit of a rough patch instead of going at these people into like lyrically he decided to collaborate with them yep um, that is even, right. though it's, even though it's not one of my most favourite songs off the album it's um, it is still a beautiful song to listen to so for me it is I've, I've always said it's going to be hard for me to not call it a 10 out of 10 album mm-hmm. um, like say I've put so many hours into it like even today I'd you know, I I can't not put it at number one for me. Yeah, would you say it's a as a sort of modern day Eminem show? There's a lot of sort of similarities to the album. I would say so. Yeah, I I would say it's easily um one. I I would definitely say for artists around that time period, it definitely put them on notice as well mm-hmm. because Relapse had you know 
various very it's only really the last couple of years relapse has sort of seen love. Um classic sort of thing. Yeah, so it's one of those to go from relapse to then do recovery, you know, the the year after it was it, I definitely think it put a lot of people on notice. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was doing so much as well. Um so it just introduced the fact that he was back, um and he was back better than ever. Um you know, like there wasn't the accents, it was just him writing, he was going on about, it was more, for me, it was more like a love letter to the fans, you know, as if to say, this is exactly what you wanted, and now mm-hmm. I'm delivering. It was um, very active that year as well, yeah, wasn't he? Like, it was, uh, yeah, like TV. award show, you could think of. Videos, yeah, 100%. I seen him, that was the first time I seen him, that was uh, at Tea in the Park, uh, up in Scotland, 2010, uh, just when, yeah, not afraid and love the way you lie. We're sort of all over the place. So, yeah, that was that was a good time. And yeah, between like from two thousand nine up to about twenty eleven, he was very active, which was good to see. Uh, Jake, uh, yourself as well. What's your your opinion of recovery? Um, for me, recovery was as you know, Blake was saying, it's probably his best album. Um, as much as I love the others, I think thinking into it is when you realise recovery is pretty much the, shall we say, rebirth or evolution of him, because obviously you had him come back for relapse, obviously, after his whole, you know, um, drug overdose and everything. Um, And that album was very good, but it had a lot, a lot of mixed reviews and hate. But I feel like when you listen to recovery, he's then pretty much taken that style and gone forward with it for all the albums going forward and such, um, in terms of like his rapping style and everything. Um, and it is a very, very, very good album. As you were saying before, very, you know, put him fucking out there again. Yeah. Um, to become very active everywhere. Um, as Ross was saying before as well, you know, he's in Call of Duty, he was in the campaign and Zombies mode for that one for Black Ops. Um, I'm trying to think, he was in, there was quite a few things. He was in Entourage as well, that TV show. Oh, that's right. Where uh, he's essentially promoting that album because the scene he was in was the recovery release party so essentially advertising his album through a tv show as well so white trash party was playing i always remember that um yeah yeah that's that's one of my favorite tv shows actually and it was it was brilliant to actually see him make a cameo on it as well because there was a lot of celebs and artists that were making cameos around that time so that, that was good to see but yeah he really was everywhere that whole era um you know, you literally couldn't get him off the radio or TV shows. It was it was good to yeah, see. I think that I think relapse put his name back out there, but then recovery is what really put him out there again. Like that's when he was on like all the radios, all to, like talk shows and everything. And that's at the same time, you know, you see him on the sixty minutes clip from that era talking about rhyming about orange and stuff like that. That's what yeah. really put him back out there. I feel like yeah, um, just the second wave. I would say. What wasn't love the way you lie as well? One of the first videos on YouTube to hit a billion views. Obviously, I know it wasn't the. Yeah, it was. But it was it one was. Of, one of the first. Yeah. This yeah, well, says it was breaking records for that album. I, know, I think it's at two point nine billion now. Something along those lines, anyway. Uh, I think he's got he's got quite a few that's hit over a billion now because I was seeing uh, on Twitter yesterday. Someone put out a tweet. It was like, "Oh, no one can go hit for hit with Lil Baby on his YouTube videos." Someone then just screenshotted all of Eminem's one billion yeah. plus and like, mate, have you forgot about these? And it's crazy, but yeah, like even seeing that 
uh, almost three billion views is phenomenal to me. Uh, it's insane. That he's he's streaming performances on you know Spotify and YouTube over the last eighteen months have been insane. Uh, as well, perfect time to release music as well. But they're, yeah. <laughs> they're obviously not reading or, the rules. Uh, yeah, still quiet though. But still quiet. I think, I think what the craziest part is for me though is if you look at a lot of rap songs today, because of the age we're in, where it's all over, like you know TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that, they're hitting a billion so quick. Whereas if you go back to 2010 and 2011 you didn't have as much of social media platforms to share the songs like you can today, which is why Love The Way You Lie hitting you know, a billion, and same with Not Afraid, uh, the music video of them hitting a billion, is an even bigger impact now than what the current ones are, if that makes sense. Because yeah. it was such a harder feat to accomplish then, and to see it fucking done is wow. <laughs> well, speaking um, of sales anyway, the Godzilla uh, single... Uh, featuring Youth World that was off Music to be Murdered by that has now officially sold 1.2 million uh, in the UK to go two times platinum so that's pretty impressive uh, considering you know if, did it go to number one in the UK or was it number two? I think it was number two over here Yeah, it's I, I can't to... remember much of when that album came out because of the um, but yeah, so I mean, it's, would you say that's Eminem's biggest hit for quite a few years anyway? You would have to maybe say um, the Kamikaze singles yeah. were okay, but in terms of, you know, big hits like that, it could be potentially Godzilla. I think, yeah, that is, aside from recovery time, I think, yeah, that would be. I mean, obviously you had Walk on Walk, but that was no way near what Godzilla's came to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Godzilla would probably be his like biggest hit that he's got so far now. Yeah. To be fair, so in what... terms in terms of a hit, uh, the obviously I know it's not sales wise, but off like that particular era, like the music to be murdered by era, mm-hmm. I'd say the only one which could be considered as much of a hit, obviously, like I say, I know it hasn't done sales wise, is probably Killer. You know, mm-hmm. in, aye, aye, in, aye, in terms of flat. just like an easy listening type hit. Um, you know, like track. Obviously, I know it had a remix as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that was actually released. Uh, was it one or two years ago today? It was released at. Yeah, just when was it, it was after twenty one? That one wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so it seems to be doing quite well. Like I think it did go platinum just a couple of weeks ago because I seen Corday uh, tweeted about it saying I've got a platinum selling song with my favorite artist. This is this is mm-hmm. class. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's good Good to see. What would you say, guys, if you were to sort of pick in terms of, I don't know officially with sales, obviously, but what do you think Eminem's biggest single since, you know, I would say Rap God was obviously huge, but maybe from the Revival album to Kamikaze to Music to be Murdered by, from those three albums, what do you think is the biggest single from those three albums? So, going for, so is that all three in total, or each single from each album? Sorry, no, just just from the three albums. If you were, what is your opinion? What is the biggest single that from those three that was released on those those albums? But I, I do think it's Godzilla, just purely because it went one point two million in the UK. Yeah, I, I, mean. a, I mean, River potentially maybe, but I don't think River Even was Venom. commercially big. 
Venom as well was very big because the advertising for that song, um, when it went all over TikTok as well, where a lot of people were using that as well. I feel like Venom was strong. It was nowhere near Godzilla. Because uh, if you look at all the things Godzilla's done, like, you know, even when he put out the Godzilla challenge, when he put out his, was it his, a TikTok that he made? Oh, actually, uh, I made where he was rapping alongside the two dinosaurs next to him and stuff. Uh-huh. I um, forgot about that, actually. I, yeah, so I think it would be Godzilla, then Venom. I think, I can't think of anything else that's yeah, been higher than Venom. He made history in the UK when Kamikaze came out. It was uh, then sort of announced that Eminem has more successive number ones than any other act in the UK history. Mm-hmm. After, because mm. uh, I think he did five, five fifty-five thousand units alone in the first week in the UK, which is uh, which is pretty crazy. And in sort of the streaming era, it's a surprise album. We're obviously, without the we have the sleeping date, the time difference in in the UK as well. So most people, yeah, that was a five AM upload for us as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I think I would argue probably maybe Venom. Venom's quite commercial as well. It was on Fortnite. It was part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, th- there's three which I I would argue. Two are off recovery and one's off the Marshmallows LP2. Um, the ones off recovery are either Love the Way You Lie or Not Afraid. Um, I, I think Not Afraid was, a, I don't know if Love the Way You Lie was a single, but I think Not Afraid or off the Marshmallows LP, I'd probably argue Survival just because obviously it had the links mm-hmm. with Call of Duty as well. Mm-hmm. It done um, quite a few collabs with Call of Duty, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, there was that teaser in the Is This Love music video as well. I don't know if you've seen that. There was a billboard with the Call of Duty Mobile logo yeah, on it. That so ended well. up going nowhere, but... Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, man. When's the next Call of Duty coming out? Next year, this year? Uh, this year, there's year. one one every year. Yeah, there's one coming out later on this year. It's another Infinity oh, Ward one. Uh, yeah, so nice. it's around about, uh, around about the October to November time. It'll be coming out, so possibly could be on that, but who knows, you know. I wonder, I wonder. So, yeah, that's all the, the sort of main topics I'd, I'd want to go over with you guys. Um, the final one is the Spotify playlist that Eminem has uploaded, where he's called the playlist Level Up, and it is in the exact same font as Donkey Kong. So, what do you guys think? Is there anything cryptic in this? He's never really done, like, a a logo for a playlist before, so that's why I'm sort of thinking something yeah. might be up, but I think. See, I'm in two different mindsets. Because I'm in the mindset of obviously um, Kurt and Cole 2's album art was like pinball inspired. This one's been Donkey Kong inspired. Two things that you would find in an arcade. And then with him also having a lot of like arcade machines and high scores on a lot of arcade games, I feel like it could go somewhere. Especially as you mentioned with him also having the actual logo for the playlist done. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, uh, you know, on that thought as well, the I don't see a reason why he's brought out a playlist of Eminem Complete just put on shuffle mode when you can already go and do that. So I feel like something could be coming from that. But then there's another part of me thinking, ah, oh, well, maybe he's just got bored and just sort of, right, here's something for you for the time being. Right, like, what do you think? Speech. I'd, I'd, I'd really hope it's not for a Donkey Kong film. <laughs> I, 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 I just think like if he, he could literally do anything else, a two-minute TV appearance, just. But I don't know. It's getting harder and harder to sort of like until he puts out an album. I can't really take it seriously. I know because it's just we're just waiting. How many soundtracks is he going to be on? <laughs> like he's done. He did obviously the Elvis film uh, most recently. Um, yeah, he's That's been in ball. games. He's been in films. It's just, it's just. 
yeah, I, I really hope not. That's all I can really say. <laughs> uh, Blake, uh, sort of going a little bit off topic with this, um, but on on the sort of topic of uh, movie soundtracks, uh, the Spider, the new Spider Man soundtracks, going to be coming out in two weeks, I think, or yeah. possibly even this Friday. <laughs> Metro Boom is doing the production. Do you think there's a chance Eminem would be on it? Um. I don't see why not because he's a huge fan of um you know like comic books marvel all that type of stuff you know he's done drawings of uh, spider-man he's uh, spoke about spider-man multiple different times in fact in the relating comic back to, re- relating back to what you said about um Ed Sheeran talk about Eminem um on that interview that I saw where he talked about it, curing his stutter I can't remember who the interview was with he was actually saying that's the first thing him and Eminem ever spoke about uh, Marvel Comics, yeah. uh, Spider-Man, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not out, if there hasn't been a track out by now, I would say it's probably not likely to be, just because when the Elvis film was coming out, you know, it was announced that there was going to be a track about a week to two weeks before the film came out. Um, yeah. In fact, it might have even been three weeks. Um, so, so same thing with uh, the Venom film, apart from... I'm not sure if it got released before Kamikaze came out, but even for both Venom films, that was, uh, you know, quite a bit before the actual release of the film. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd like there to be, but I, there's nothing which is really indicated to me that he would. Yeah, true. But time will tell. Um, in terms of the Level Up playlist, are you looking deep into that, or do you just think it's just a fun logo that he's created? See, I'm... I definitely think it's a fun logo just because obviously, you know, the Mario movie's not long come out. And if he's a fan of Donkey Kong, which he is, because I believe um, when we were discussing it not not too long ago uh, in our group chat, Jake said obviously he has one of the top records in Donkey Kong history. Yeah, man, 435,000 is scores. As of 2010, I think that was, 2011. Yeah, so it's, um, it's one of those... You know, the Mario movie's not long come out, so you might have enjoyed that film, because obviously Donkey Kong's in that. Um, yeah, okay. But, Possibly then, yeah. But, but the side of it which makes me think something might be coming is, you know, not long ago there was that thing on Spotify which sent everyone on Twitter on a little bit of a mad one when it said um, new release Radar. Yes. And had M&M on the front of it, so it's a bit weird how that came about. Obviously, I know nothing happened, but now there's this new logo. It it could just literally be a case of they've made the logo just because you know he's a fan of the that whole franchise, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bit sitting on the fence with it because I can't quite make my mind up. There's too many things which indicate something could be coming, but at the same time, you know, it could just be a load of nonsense just because he is a little weirdo. Yeah. Um. But who knows? Yeah, Ross. What what do you think of? The, the glitch in the Spotify servers that sort of showed Eminem on the, the new Music Friday logo? Um, I'd like to think that we're getting something soon anyway. I, just sort of going back to what you said with the Metro Boomin thing, considering it's Spider-Man, I'd like to think he could have literally any sort of feature, whether it's production or anything like that. I know that he'd be like, really keen to get involved, so I'd like to think we could get could get that but I, I think it might have just been one of those instances where we just had an unfortunate glitch yeah um, and it could have just been anyone that appeared there mm-hmm. 
that is cool. So yeah, that is all the sort of topics I want to discuss. Um, Mark Mardo P is twenty three. The M M&M and M show is twenty one. Uh, recovery sales uh, hit twenty million worldwide, uh, and Godzilla has went two times platinum in the UK. Uh, guys, is there anything else that you would like to cover? Uh, maybe anything off topic um, before we wrap the show up. Uh, the only thing I would probably mention is, um, have have we got any sort of release date yet on the LL Cool J album, which is coming out? Because obviously, it's already been announced that Eminem's going to be on it. Yeah, that's right. So, I don't know if there's an official. Uh, I do remember say, remember reading that it was the summer, but you know, the summer could be anywhere from June to, to the end of August, I suppose. So, uh, mm, there's even a title been released for it yet? Like, I've the only thing I've seen about it, I've not seen any titles or anyone else featured on it, aside from obviously that clip that you'd mentioned about Eminem. Um, the only thing I've seen about it is a, quite a few tweets circulating around speculating a 2024 release. Um, but we all know how reliable hip hop Twitter can be at sometimes, and I don't think it's going to be around by there. I reckon we can get it sooner than that. Yeah, uh, the only really sort of thing that we've got just now into it that we know that there is a track between the two of them that's been done. Yeah. Um, it's just a sort of waiting, waiting about for it to be released. But that probably is the only thing that we're going to get in the next couple of months, I would say. And um, even then, though, even then, that's is that track going to actually come out and such as well? Because we've got to think of that. Because obviously, Post Malone's been talked about how he had a track with Eminem. Um, I think it was Royce to Five Nine who came out and said that Eminem and J. Cole had a track together, but J. Cole didn't send his verse in time yeah. for the album. So, who knows, we may end up you know, being announced now, but we might not actually get that track, which would be very disappointing to see if that is the case, but yeah, man. Time will tell, time will tell. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us, um, and thanks to everyone who has listened in. This is our uh, final episode of season one so we just want to say absolutely delighted with the the, the views that we've had uh, since we started this in July uh, we're now heading for uh, over 10,000 hits on the show uh, I'd like to say thank you to uh, ePro for for helping us uh, start of it as well and to Lazarus uh, the rapper from Detroit Lone Star Music the producer uh, and you know, just everyone that's that's hosted as well, co-hosted. Um, thanks for that. And we're going to be back uh, probably around about the start of August for season two. And you know what? We're, we're hoping that we we come back even bigger. Um, so thanks for that. As I said, we're on TikTok now. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. The mainly Eminem show. And um, whatever platform you're listening to the show on if you can hit that uh, subscribe button as well please and you will be notified when our new episode for season two airs so thanks and we'll see you again soon cheers